Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com. Here on Younger and Older, the show where we have conversations about anything, really. Dave's a boomer. I'm a... Non-boomer. Non-boomer. Quasi-millennial. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Well, I can look and go, non-boomer. And I could say, wow, you're so hep. Boomer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that means. I... Uh, but we can call each other whatever we want to call each other. That's right. That's right. And we poke fun at each other every now and then, but we actually get along quite well. We do. And, you know, um, as one of the great purposes of my life at this point, being an older guy and being in ministry now for, I've been over 50 years a youth leader, and uh, just trying to figure out how I can share with the younger generation what I've learned. Yeah. That's the important thing. And it's not that I know everything at this point. I don't. But you still... If you're my age, you have a lot of water that went under the bridge. And a lot of uphill both ways. That's right. (laughs) And snow on those uphills. But as I read the scripture, some of my favorite passages um, are in the Psalms, and Psalm 103 is one in particular, because it, it really glorifies the God of grace. It glorifies the idea that God is a graceful God. And so if you're struggling with his grace yeah you need to go read that psalm Uh, charles spurgeon said this once he said who is it that says to david and particularly in the psalm bless the lord O my soul why it's david talking to david the man speaks to himself and i thought that's an interesting observation yeah so have you ever spoken to yourself i have what do you say normally i don't know whatever it it varies you know depends you know, if I hit myself with a hammer, it's like, oh, you were stupid. Yeah. You know what? I call myself a, an idiot a lot. Yeah. And, and my wife does not like that. <laughs> Do you say it out loud or in your head? Well, a lot of times I say it in my head, but it, I, it, it's not unlike me to say it aloud. I mean, if I do something and, and I look back, that was stupid. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you supposed to say? Oh, brilliant. You know, I mean, no, it wasn't. Like, have you ever, uh, how long have you been using a chainsaw? Uh, you taught me three years ago. Okay. You haven't cut yourself yet? No. No, I have twice. Why? And I would warn you, it's an ugly cut. Don't do it. Yeah. That sounds ugly. Yeah. That's why I wear chaps now and all that stuff. Years ago, we didn't wear protective equipment. And, you know, I would cut until I I could drop. You know I mean? I would just keep cutting and my muscles would be tired and you, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, and now you got a, an exorbitant amount of wood. Yes, no. <laughs> I can still cut till I drop. Thanks to our storm. <laughs> yeah. However, one time I was cutting and, and I just um, actually was so tired and I, I had one more cut on this beautiful birch in the woods and I had a weird angle and I was doing it and the saw went through it so quick and I couldn't stop it. It came down and hit my thigh. Mm. And, um, and I could see the blood. You know, I ripped the... I jeans on and see the blood, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm dead. I'm out in the woods by myself. I'll bleed to death. I'll die right here. However, I didn't bleed to death. So apparently, I finished. You're still talking to me. Yeah, I finished the cut, loaded the wood. You finished the cut. I did. <laughs> did you do anything with the wound? Uh, not at that point. Wow. I just thought, you know what? I hope it doesn't. You know, I thought it probably so bad. You know, you don't feel those real bad cuts until later. Yeah. 
I thought, it's probably so bad. I, let me see if I can throw this on the truck. I mean, I was obsessed with wood. I was going to say, you're and, and <laughs> let me finish loading the wood so then I drove. I yeah. lose my leg. So I drove back home and then walked in the house with blood all over my leg. And, of course, my dear wife was not overly pleased. And it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. But to this day, I have this really cool chainsaw scar. Yeah. It's got like the teeth and everything. I mean, it's like really a cool scar. Did you have to get stitches or anything? Or? No, I didn't. I just uh, cleaned it out and kind of bandaged it up. And, I mean, who cares if I get a scar on my li- my leg like that? I, I'm not a model. Uh, you might be surprised by that. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I'm not. My world has just been rocked. I know. It's this really whole weird. Time. Nobody's ever asked me to model like wow. shorts, shorts or anything. I don't know what to do. I know. Dave is not a model. I'm not. Please. You've heard it here first. Yes. Folks. So if you were mistaken and thinking I was <laughs> for some reason, I'm not. But the second time, you know, and of course, as soon as I did it, I said, oh, you're an idiot. I mean, that was my talk to me. Yeah. And and I thought, well, you are. You shouldn't have done this. Yeah. So the next time I did it, it this was a miracle, though, because I don't understand how this happened. Well, I, I actually cut myself another time. But the third time, <laughs> I, I had promised... My wife, and, and by the way, be careful when you promise something, that you do it. Um, but I promised her that I wouldn't use a chainsaw without the proper equipment on after the two cuts. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, uh, so I'm not going to do things I shouldn't do. And part of the right equipment are good you know, leather boots uh, and chaps. Yep. Because you want the leather to be there in case you go down and nick your foot or something. Right, you know? right. Even steel toe isn't a bad idea. So, but we had this stump in the front yard, and I thought, my wife wasn't home. My one daughter was. And I thought, you know, that stump, I, I bet you I could dig around it and get it out and chainsaw it low and pry it out. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, but I don't know. So I'm not going to get all my equipment on mm. because I'm just going to see if it will do it. <laughs> I'm just going to see if, if it'll do it. I'm just going to see if I can get it done without actually No, no, no. Done. I just wanted to see if it, I could get low enough and cut. And if I could, I'd go get the equipment on and do it. But it went so well that I just didn't go get the equipment on it. It was going well. <laughs> and and so here I am cutting this stump. And, yeah. and all of a sudden again, man, it just slipped. And it went right across my shoe. Oh. Which I was wearing gym shoes. Oh. Nylon gym shoes or whatever they're made out of. And, and, and it cut right where the big knuckle in the toe is, oh. cut the shoe all the way through to the sole. So you cut off your toe? toe? I thought I did. So <laughs> I looked at my, you, this, here's the miracle. How do you, how do you think here's you do the miracle. do it? <laughs> well, I didn't know because again, when you get really severely injured, I heard sometimes you don't feel it right away. <laughs> okay. So I thought. I would imagine that you'd know if you cut off a toe, but continue yeah, the story. I would imagine. But so I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, ah, oh, idiot. See, there I go again. I, and then I thought, who's going to tell my wife? Because I didn't have my protective equipment on. You're a double idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now I'm talking to myself. So I walk in the house and I, I tell my one daughter she could drive. I, maybe it was my older one. And I said, uh, could you drive me to the hospital? I think I just cut my toe off. And she just looked at me, turned white. You know, it's like, and she could see the shoe. It's like, Dad, you're not kidding. Because that might be something I would kid. Was there any blood? Uh, th- th- there was a little. But I said, well. So I, you, didn't, you didn't even look? I w- no, because I, I knew you don't take the shoe off. You needed oh. to. 
I would need to, you know, wrap it and go in with the shoe on. Gotcha. So I wouldn't pull it apart. Okay. But then I thought, it doesn't feel that bad. So I pulled my foot out of it. <laughs> so you took the shoe off. And I had this little nick on my knuckle, and I'm looking at the shoe, and the shoe is cut all the way to the sole. And and I have a nick on my toe. Yeah. Um, and I tried to replay it in my head over and over and over again. What happened? Yeah. And I still can't figure it out. I think what happened is the chain grabbed and twisted the shoe, and it didn't go deeper because I pulled it up right away, mm. and it just twisted the shoe and got the fabric perfectly sole to sole. Hmm. I, I don't understand it to this day, but I didn't. Yeah. I, then I started laughing and she started laughing and I threw the shoe aside to show my wife and I thought, can you imagine me? Wow. Well, yes, I had plenty of self-talk um, the rest of that day because <laughs> I was thinking, why did you do this? You knew you should have put a, I mean, I'm telling myself these things. Yeah. You knew all these things and you still didn't do it. Right, right. And I think sometimes talking to yourself is probably valuable because you can learn a lot of lessons if you'll be honest. Well, and the rea reality is, is everybody talks to themselves. Yes, they whether do. it's in their head or out loud. So why do we consider people crazy that talk to themselves? Well, I think it's a different level. Well, what level am I nuts? What what level do I have to worry about? Well, usually, when you talk <laughs> to yourself, you're not, you don't like <laughs> take turns answering yourself. Well, I do answer myself. Say, who did that? I did that. Ooh, you're an idiot. You well, you don't actually say well. I, I no, did that. I you, didn't. You ask the rhetorical question, I do. implying the answer. Well, I'm getting to the age where I probably need to know what you know if I need you know to worry about this. I wouldn't worry about it. Too. All right, good. <laughs> well, don't worry. We'll let it get too far before we stop you. That's right. Well, Psalm 103. What what Spurgeon was talking about was Psalm 103. In and he wrote this. This Psalm is a, it, this is a Psalm of humanity. It's a true psalm of life, the experience of a throbbing human heart, born of the Holy Ghost, in travail of the soul, amid the emergencies and weaknesses of sin, into the rapture of divine compassion. Spurgeon had a way with words. I mean, he just, for some reason, they float, float, you know, they would flow out of this guy mm -hmm. and just sound like he's really smart. Yeah. He said, all the darkness and evil of the world it knows, but suffers these only to enhance the richness of the life with God into which we move. This is the great achievement is won by finding God. You know, he said, when you find God, even the rough stuff in life mm -hmm. can be something that you look at and, and praise God for um, because of what he does through that. Yeah. Um, so Psalm 103, let me read some things, and, and I'll stop every once in a while and ask you, what do you think of this? Because what I want you to think about as I read this is, how do you get to the point where you're this way? Yeah. Not, not okay, David was that way. He's a guy that wrote scripture. I'll never get that way. No, how do you get to where you think like he thought? Mm -hmm. That's my question. Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Um, bless the Lord. That would be like praise the Lord. I mean, bless the Lord might be fuzzy to people. Like, how do you bless the Lord? Yeah. He doesn't need us to bless him. So right. it, it really, praise the Lord of my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord of my soul and forget not all his benefits. Spurgeon said this at this point. He said, God blesses us by thinking well of us. And we bless God by thinking well of him. I thought, well, well, that's pretty powerful, mm -hmm. you know. 
Um, have you ever been disappointed with God? Um, disappointed. Angry with him? Yeah, I would say, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's what Spurgeon is talking about. It's, it's so easy for us to say, God, you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you the question. Does God ever not know what he's doing? No. So when we say that, we're very human. Right. Very much so. So I'm not, I'm not saying that people that say that are bad people or anything. I'm just saying that's very human of us. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is you need to keep talking to yourself at that point. Yeah. Because you just told yourself something that's not true, that God is ang- you know, a, somebody who doesn't like you and wants to hurt you. And they see those things aren't true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may not understand everything. And I encourage you to go back to our last younger, older uh, podcast that we did. And you get it at relate365.com and go back there because we talked very specifically about that. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. When I say bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, what would you say are his benefits? Um, what are the benefits of being somebody who loves God? He, I mean, regardless, he loves you. Right. You know. You're, you can go to him anytime. Yeah. Any place. Yeah. He has a plan for the future. He knows the future. Yeah. He can provide for you. He's the one that sees the big picture. Those are benefits. Yeah. I mean, think of it. If you're in God's family and he's your father, mm-hmm. there's tremendous benefits. Yeah. And that's what David's talking about. Don't forget the benefits that are with God. Right. Oh, but, you know, being part of God's family, I got to listen to him. That's a burden. No, that's a benefit. Yeah. Yeah, but other people don't have to listen to him. Right. They're hopeless. Mm-hmm. They're lost. Right. They, there's no way for them to find meaning in life or significance or security. There's a great benefit in knowing God. Mm-hmm. That's what David's saying. Yeah. Bless the Lord on my soul. And don't forget his benefits. I think the reason he says don't forget is because we can forget. Very easily. What causes us to forget something that's important? Everything. I mean, I mean, even right now, we allow other people, the influences of our culture, COVID-19, to forget Right. Who God is. Have you ever forgot where you put your keys? Yep. Why did you forget that? Ah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, you don't plan on forgetting it. Good answer. That's right. That's right. If you knew, like I always tell my wife, she goes, well, where did you have them last? And I just look at her. <laughs> if I knew, I would have them. Yes, if I knew that. <laughs> they wouldn't be lost, would they? Were, were you a smarty pants as a boy? Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> I was, and yes, it did get me in plenty of trouble. <laughs> not, it was never bad trouble because it was never really. You're uh, supposed to say, "No, I'm not smarty pants. I'm a literalist." Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? My mind. Uh, I was one of those students who was bored all the time in school. I got really good grades, and not because I studied. Yeah. And as a teacher, I realized what my problem was. Actually, what was your problem? Um, I usually caught on right away, and they kept teaching. And I went into another world. Then you were bored. I was bored. And you look back now, there's really great evidence that there were many people who, uh, you, you get guys like Bill Gates, others who are really pretty capable. Yeah. But the schools didn't challenge them. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand that as, as adults, that sometimes a behavior problem isn't really because they're they're trying to misbehave. They're bored, and you have to realize that things need to move faster for that child. Yeah. 
And teachers need to know that because half the time when people misbehave in the class, it's because they're bored. Mm -hmm. So we're not challenging them. And part of the, I guess part of the challenge for a teacher is to realize if you've got, you know, 25 students, that you've got some where you need to repeat it 10 times. Right. And you've got some that get it on time one, and you have to start deciding how you're going to keep them all motivated because you can lose either end of that spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. And so anyway, I was one of those, you know, that was bored very quickly. Yeah. And so it wasn't that I tried to cause trouble, but I got rather witty because I was thinking up something else. <laughs> While they were asking, you got the rather witty, aka you got into a lot of trouble. Well, I, I really didn't though, because people because you never got caught. No, um, <laughs> I think I was amusing, but yeah, to a degree where you got in trouble, sort of. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like uh, when I went to Wheaton College. I, you know, first couple of years I didn't do real well on grades because um, it. I just was put more effort into other things, and yeah, I, I really didn't do much until college, so I was catching up a lot. Um, but the bottom line is someone would say, well, you can get better grades. I said, why? Somebody has to be at the bottom or there's no top. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. That's right. You know, everybody here, nobody wants to be in my position. Yeah. But somebody will be. So I volunteer. Yeah. Well, nobody liked that answer. It's like... <laughs> That's what happens when you're bored. I yeah, think your yeah. your brain goes into a gear it shouldn't. That's right. And you come up with things. I'm not sure you'd punish somebody for saying that. You just roll your eyes and think, all right, fine. On to the next thing. On to the next thing. But I think God blesses us by thinking well of us, and we should work at thinking well of God. Yeah. Because it's too easy for us to forget his benefits. It's too easy. The reason I think we lose our keys is because we put them down while paying attention to something else. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have a memory of that because we just were all of a sudden engaged somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so now you forgot what you did with them last, which is why older people like myself try and put their keys in the same spot every single day. And when they're not <laughs> in that spot, I really don't have a clue where they're at. <laughs> Because I get engaged the minute I walk in the door. I, I'm looking at something, and all of a sudden, it's like, where did I throw those keys? Um, it's kind of like your gloves the other day. I found them. You did? I found them. What about your hat? You know where they were? Did you find your hat? I did. I know. I left it with you. <laughs> Twice, <Yeah>. I think. <laughs> but I found them, and you know where I found them? Where you left them. The last spot I had them. That's right. So my wife, my wife would have been right. <laughs> No, actually, I, I I went into the housekeeping closet to clean something off in this COVID-19 thing, and I took my gloves off to do it, and I realized, I, I traced my steps. Okay, where did I go? Because these are my favorite gloves. So you went to your last spot. I did. But I couldn't remember where it was before. Oh. So, so. did you get a... How did you... you never mind, I was going to be sarcastic. Yeah, well, I just... I started, <laughs> I started to remember. Onward. Anyway, let me, let me go back to Psalm 103. Yes, let's, let's. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And that's verse 2. Verse 3. He starts listing the benefits. I know I stopped ahead of time because I wanted to see if you had benefits, and you do. But he started listing them. Who forgives all your iniquity? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your mouth is renewed like the eagles. And I think, you know what? He's just listing here what he knows. Mm -hmm. 
And because he's listing it, his attitude's going to change if it's bad. Right. Um, again, I encourage you to go back to some other younger, older programs. We talked about the importance, especially during tough times, to focus on what you know and not what you feel. Hmm. Because you are going to feel crummy. I promise that. Yeah. Nobody that gets COVID-19 or nobody gets the flu or nobody that gets a cold says, oh, this feels wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's not what's going to happen. You're going to feel bad about certain things. You're going to feel bad when people disappoint you. You're going to feel bad. But if you allow the the feeling of whatever it is to guide you, yeah, there's times where you're going to be totally hopelessly miserable. Mm-hmm. You have to let truth guide you. And, and and the way you do it is exactly what David's doing here. You start listing truth. Yeah. So you should keep a pad of paper around or something or talk to yourself and list what's true when you start feeling crummy. Right. So I would ask you this. If you came to me, Jason, and let's, let's play this. Come to me and say, I'm just in despair. Dave. Yes. I'm despaired. Oh. <laughs> now, now I would say, okay. Uh, and and you gave me a good reason. I'm thinking, okay, that that sounds about right. People in that situation wouldn't feel good about life. Yeah. So here's what I'd say, Jason. Do you know that God loves you? Yes. Do you know that He has a plan? Yes. Do you know that He works His plan? Yes. Do you know that if you would obey Him, you'd be part of it? Yes. Now, as I would say that, I would watch the calm come over you. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm a magician or, right. or because I use some psychological principle, but because I'm just telling you what the truth is, and the Bible tells you that the truth sets you free. And what it sets you free from is the anxiety, the anger, the you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So what I'm trying to do is get you to focus on what you know and not what you feel. Right. Well, I'm not dismissing what you feel. And right. that's what I think a lot of Christians do, is they try and say, I have to dismiss the feeling. Hmm. Well, you may not. Right. You know, will I ever feel good about the fact that my dad died of a heart attack at 60? Right. Probably not. Probably not. Right. Is that okay? Yes, that's a real feeling. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be something that causes me to despair? No, I know the truth. Mm-hmm. When I walked up to his casket, I remember the first thing that went through my head was, he's not there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what got me through it. Right. Not my feeling of being lost without my dad. That That's a whole different world. Mm-hmm. But my understanding of truth. Yeah. So during the good times is when you got to get ready with this truth, pile of truth, the pile of truth you got to withdraw from. Mm-hmm. So I would make a list of truth somewhere. I would just make it. And if you ever start getting down, you know, take from it. It's kind of like anything else. Um, this, uh, are you into uh, financial planning? A little bit, yeah. So uh, what are some of the little principles you have and why do you have them? Uh, well, you have them because I think it's wise to be a good steward of your money. Okay. And so, I mean, a principle, the first principle is you don't spend more than you have. Okay, a good very principle. Simple, very simple principle. Okay. You know. Do you put any money aside? Yep. And, and do you have a goal for how much you put aside? Uh, yeah, enough to, you know go, you know, I think ours is three months if something okay. were to happen. So some of the financial experts say, you know, you should have, you should have a certain contingency fund yeah, in case something fund uh, or... breaks down at home. Right. Because something will break down. Right. Yeah. So you have an emergency fund to do the unplanned things. Right. Whether it's a car, whether it's a computer, whether it's a broken 
almost cut off toe. Right. <laughs> whatever the, the exactly. Is. Uh, my wife and I are now at whatever our deductible is, we're going to spend it. So oh, that, sure. So we just plan on that in a budget because we're going to spend it. Yeah. Um, bottom line though is, see what what you do is is you actually plan for the time that's unexpected, and if the unexpected time doesn't come, mm-hmm. well, good for you. You still have the resources sitting there. Yeah. And you can help somebody else or it's for another time. It's kind of like insurance. I, this last year during the storm, uh, we really got wiped out. My house got, you know, trees on it and, and cracked. The actual house cracked. The My garage, quarter of the roof got wiped out. Yeah. And we have been paying insurance on our house for 37 years. Right. And never had a claim. Right. We got paid up. That's right. See, that's the planning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you look at it and go, all right, throughout those years, did I ever moan about pain insurance? Probably. I did. <laughs> oh, I did. That's right. I kept thinking, rip off, rip off. I mean, every year I pay this bill. That's right. I'm, I'm not using it every year. What if I put that money in the bank myself? What if I just didn't have insurance and put it in the bank myself? You'd probably spend it on something else eventually. Well, actually- not with my wife. No, we wouldn't. Have. <laughs> However, it still would take a while and you'd be gambling oh, yeah. a little bit because you'd say, I have to wait. Because what I figured out was I got just about the same back as I paid for all of those years hmm. in one storm. There you go. And I thought, whoa, there you good go. decision. Now, Now, I go back and I think, how many years did I moan? Yeah, and then I'm rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, how fickle can you get? Yeah. One moment you're yelling at the insurance company because they waste your time and money. The next minute you're giving them a hug because they just paid off all the problems that you had. And that's really what we have to focus on in life. It's God isn't an insurance policy, but the investment of, in truth and the investment in knowing Him pays off. Yeah, and and you might wonder how it pays off. Well, some of it is storing up these truth bits for the future mm-hmm. so that when the time comes, when somebody comes to you and says, there's a disaster in your family or whatever it might be, you, you can start taking those truth bits and focusing in on them. Right. And I think it's a principle that a lot of us already know and use and maybe don't even know it because you do the same thing when you're faced with temptation. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the way you fight temptation is with truth, you know, and the cool thing about that um, is even in the New Testament, Paul promises us that God provides a way out for every temptation. Yep. Which is cool, you know, and and so it's the more you know the truth, the more then that you could self-talk yourself through different scenarios and situations and circumstances. You know, right now we have the circumstance of COVID-19. And so we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, but we do know that God is the same. Yep. And so we can trust in him and we can trust in his principles. And and that's that's where the self-talk and even as you self-talk, it helps you then to talk to others and encourage them um, and pour into them. Absolutely. And so I think it's a great principle to, to be mindful of, because I think some of us do it without realizing it, and some of us maybe should do it a little bit more. And that's what even Dave's been talking about, is that as as we look at Psalm 103, like this is something that David did on a regular basis. Yep. And look at, at his relationship with God. Absolutely. There's value there. And so the more that we get to know God and the more that we dwell on who he is, which is the whole point of this, 
the more then that we can get through the circumstances that don't make sense. Absolutely. So unfortunately, we're out of, out of time here on the show. I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com. I did it with you that time. Thank you. To check out former podcasts and to re-listen to this one. Otherwise, we'll see you here next time on Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave. Take care. Bye-bye.